Welcome to Candid Conversations, everyone. I am Candia Johnson. What's good, party people? First things first, are y'all protecting your magic today? Your magic includes everything from your skills, talents, and strengths to your glow and your positive energy. Friendly reminder, everyone doesn't deserve access <laughs> to your life. You got to understand that every interaction comes with the cost. So at times, you have to embrace your power of pause, take a few deep breaths, and ask yourself, am I willing to pay the high cost that comes with dealing with this person's negative energy today? But listen, that's a conversation for another day. Shout out to my overthinkers out there. We matter, y'all. You notice I said we, which means I included myself in this hot seat. <laughs> because listen, overthinking is very common, people. Everybody has a moment of overthinking. Everybody has a series of moments of overthinking. Today may be your day. Tomorrow may be mine. <laughs> The key is to prepare for it and train your mind to work through those moments. You also have to recognize that sometimes overthinking may be caused by self-doubt. And most importantly, I want to preface this discussion with if you are a over a chronic overthinker, you're constantly worrying where it impacts your day-to-day activities and you're unable to complete your work and things of that sort. I need you to realize that this could be related to anxiety and depression and I'm not a therapist, okay? And it may be a good idea for you to see a therapist. And if you're new to Cancer Conversations, let me just warn you, I am all for seeking the help of experienced professionals who can help you navigate your blind spots and help you step into the next best version of yourself. I think that, you know, this country, the U.S., we do a piss poor job at encouraging uh, people to check their mental health at least once a year. Right. We encourage messaging around getting a physical exam once a year and, you know, getting your blood work done and all those sorts of things. At the same time, getting your mental health evaluated, uh, creating the time and having access to a space and a professional who could help you kind of unload some of the things that you may have experienced even once a year, I believe should be. Uh, encourage just as much as, you know, we encourage people to see a doctor to prevent disease and things of that sort. So anywho, if you ever struggled with replaying options over and over again in your head, if you've ever felt like you have to have everything in place before you share Uh, an idea or you share a project with the world, if you struggle with attempting to read people's mind, you know, to try to figure out what they may say about an idea or a project that you haven't even worked on (laughs) today, I want to share a few tactics that I've used to get my mind right as well as my client's mind right. Okay. Because listen, Sometimes my work does not only involve helping people share their story with others. It also involves helping them change the story that they've been telling themselves. And chances are, if you are not on track in the journey to where you want to be, it's related to a story you are telling yourself. 
And one of my uh, favorite authors, James Clear, um, he wrote the book Atomic Habits. I talk about that a lot. He said, you are the sum of the five stories you tell yourself. And I couldn't agree more. And so I'm all about training your mind to shift your perspective because once again, once you own the good, the bad, and the ugly of your story, that's going to help you step into the most confident version of yourself. So the very first thing that you have to do is to get a hold of the things that you are telling yourself, get a hold of those thoughts that you are, you know, constantly replaying in your mind, which is causing you to overthink. Seriously, when is the last time you watched your mind and your thoughts? When is the last time have you tracked and documented the things that you are telling yourself? You can't control what you refuse to confront. And this, listen, I know a lot of this stems from our past experiences, right? Or even the experiences of other people, which leads you to feel stuck and paralyzed from taking action or making a decision, You're trying to predict the future based off of a past experience. Next thing you know, you stuck on woulda, coulda, shoulda street. Why did that happen? Maybe this is a sign I should stop. What does that really mean? What if X, Y, Z happens? Listen, nothing grows on woulda, coulda, shoulda street, people. Woulda, coulda, shoulda street keeps you stuck, broke, and invisible. It's time for us to move from woulda, coulda, shoulda street to make it happen boulevard. See, when you move from woulda, coulda, shoulda street to make it happen Boulevard, you realize you can't change the facts of your past story, but you can change the meaning you give to it. You can certainly challenge the assumptions that you're also making. And one of the best ways to do that, one of the best ways to kind of get unstuck <laughs> in your head is to be present is to be present and engage and self-talk to process those thoughts. The key is not to stop those thoughts, party people. It's to replace it or flip the script on it. What if becomes what to do now? What if becomes what is? What if can even become even if? Even if only one person listens to this episode, Candia is going to continue to record another episode next week, Tuesday, and release it to the world. When it comes to being present, seriously, y'all, I'm like Issa from the HBO hit show Insecure. Shout out to my Insecure fans out there. Sometimes I stand in the mirror to get my entire mind right and I talk to myself out loud, by the way, like, girl, we ain't doing this today. Even if only four people register for this online workshop, you're going to show up anyway. I've learned to make friends and speak to this overthinker who sometimes likes to side hustle as an imposter. You know, the imposter syndrome talk like I'm not qualified enough. Yeah, I'll talk to her too. Girl, I know you're concerned about us walking into uncharted waters today, but just like we did before, we're going to work through it this time. I've learned to make friends with it by embracing my power of pause and then asking questions that force me to be present, that force me to figure out what it is I have control over right now. The second thing 
that I highly recommend is embracing the experimental mindset. The experimental mindset means two different things, but two, two things along the same lines. For one, that means that every single thing that I put out into the world is an experiment. It's an opportunity for me to get feedback and feed into it to allow it to grow. And the second piece of that is I budget for failure and setbacks. You need to have a budget for failure, people. Just like when you buy a house, And a lot of people say to themselves, let me put a credit card aside in case the the house needs repairs. Or let me put, you know, $3,000 aside in case something happens and I need a repair. If you don't have a budget for failure, one mistake is going to take you off your game. You know how, again, you budget for your favorite cup of coffee every day at Starbucks or your favorite happy hour special. That's me once a week. You have to budget for the fact that you are going to tweak, refine. Things are going to go wrong. Get into it. You go into it knowing you have to nurture it. It's almost like nurturing a garden. By the way, did y'all know I'm a garden mama? Y'all, thanks to quarantine, I became a garden mama of squash, tomatoes, cucumbers. I also have um, lavender and peppermint. And what I've realized from this whole experience is that growing your food, growing a garden, right, is one of the most therapeutic ways to manage your overthinking. This garden process has taught me to be patient. It's taught me to understand that the whole process, you have to almost experiment with different things to figure out what's going to work, whether it's the right dirt, when they, you know, each um, vegetable needs watering, how often you need to water it. It's all been kind of like a big old experiment, right? And so when I first started um, figuring out which vegetables I wanted to grow, I flipped over the packet, you know, you buy the seeds in the packet type thing. And I realized that each vegetable, like carrots have a, I think it's like a 70 to 80 days uh, gestation period. Cucumbers are like 40 days, I think. Um, And then there's summer squash and then there's winter squash and summer squash could be, you know, a couple of weeks where winter squash, it takes longer. And to me, that's just like your goals. Each of them have a different gestation period and you have to respect that process and you have to look at them daily or every other day to see what's working and what's not working so when I go outside and I see that my plants are wilted right I'm like oh okay I watered them the other day so this must mean I need to water them every day at the same time I have to be very mindful of rodents and pests (laughs) that may try to eat my plants and take them off their game and take me off my game And so then I may need to go back to the Lowe's and get some (laughs) pesticides or whatever to keep the bugs and things away. So the experimental mindset is about putting yourself out there, putting your ideas out there, fully knowing that it's not all perfect, fully knowing that you're going to have to tweak and refine and that you're going to have to ask for feedback. You're going to have to make a plan and budget for the failure and the setback and the bounce back. 
And so a lot of the times I have to remind myself, Candia, be okay with 80%. I remind my clients, be okay with 80%. When it comes to putting yourself out there, when it comes to putting your projects out there, be okay with 80% instead of 100%. So the other day I saw this quote on Instagram. It said, watching myself grow has been the greatest show. And that quote stuck with me because for many years, I stood on the sidelines of, you know, Instagram and Facebook, cheering on the work and the finished projects of others. Like, yes, girl, you better get it. I'm so proud of you, queen. But what I've grown to realize is you don't see the training it takes to get them to the point of sharing that work. A lot of the times the failure or the behind the scenes isn't Instagrammable. The recurring mistakes aren't Instagrammable. Be okay, people, with being 80% ready. It helps you to shift your perspective or your thinking around perfectionism because it's going to grow anyway. There are a total of what, like 20 iPhones that's been released over the years? I guarantee y'all the first one is garbage compared to the one that's out now. The experimental mindset helps you because you know or you go into it knowing you're going to grow or you're going to get feedback. And even if this feedback is dead silence, that's feedback. You're budgeting for failure, setback or feedback and ultimately preparing for the growth. You know, I put off the relaunch of my podcast for months simply because I didn't have intro music. I didn't have a catchy slogan, blah, 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 blah. And I also felt like, you know, the name wasn't unique enough, all those sorts of things. Then what I, you know, one day I had to realize, like, Candia, what's really important. This is your second relaunch of this podcast. What's important at this point is commitment and consistency. You have to learn how to focus on what's really important and within your control using that 80% mindset or the experimental mindset. So I set the intention that, I was going to create a bunch of episodes at once, batching, and I set the intention around how I wanted people to feel and the fact that I needed people to also trust me and consistency breeds that trust. So what became very important for me is to simply show up, is to create a plan to show up consistently, right? And so again, I had to be okay with the 80%. The 80% mean, meant no music, no catchy slogan, none of that. That's going to come down the line, Candy. What's important right now is that you show up for people and you create value for them in the best way that you can. That's within your control right now. Everything else can come later. Everything else will come later. I was talking to a client about a product launch she was leading for the tech company that she works for. And she told me that during this launch, the company doesn't allow anyone to take any vacations or time off. In fact, um, the management team, they're basically on call, right, 24 hours a day in case something goes wrong. In fact, they, they know that something will go wrong. They even anticipate these things by budgeting for staff overtime. They budget to outsource uh, parts of the customer service team to an overseas um, contracting company to accommodate their customers uh, when something goes wrong overnight. So 
again, that's a perfect example of the experimental mindset. You're putting things out there. It's 80%. It may be 80% ready, but at the same time, you're fully budgeting for the setback. You're fully budgeting for the feedback, for the tweaks that needs to occur for your new project or your new uh, endeavor to get to that next level, for it to grow into the next best version of itself. So you have to recognize that, honestly, there is no one blueprint for success. It's a never-ending process of experimenting to see what works and what doesn't work. And to stop overthinking, you have to be prepared and committed to persistently riding the wave, (laughs) being consistent by asking yourself questions to help you become present and step into that next best version. You know, everything good we want in life comes with a price. (laughs) That's a harsh reality. Sometimes the price is high. Sometimes the price is low. Sometimes the price is good. Sometimes the price is bad. But what I've learned is that you really, really never know what's truly bad because sometimes the bad sets you up for the good. It's all in your ability and willingness to shift your perspective or challenge your perspective. So when it comes to overthinking, the first thing I want you to do is to get a hold of the five things that you are telling yourself as it relates to a specific goal or a specific activity that you want to do. And I want to challenge you to be present and replace those thoughts by embracing the experimental mindset. You know, even uh, this year, 2020, uh, I know people are, you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over a vision board, but I'm a firm believer in an execution board. It's basically, you know, the pretty pictures, but it's also the list of steps or the list of activities that I need to do to execute on that vision. And that board, my entire board, everything that I'm doing right now with Kansas Conversations, um, with my stories that sell, Mastermind, that was, that comes from a point of overthinking. And me just embracing this experimental mindset, me embracing the 80% process of putting things out there, knowing I was going to screw up behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. Me embracing the fact that when it comes to making a decision, I was either going to make a decision, love it and move forward or make a decision and learn from it and move forward. Either way, I was going to move forward. I was fully prepared to embrace the fact that I was going to get feedback and tweak it along the way. And so budget and make room for the process, party people. That is it for me today. As always, I appreciate y'all. Please subscribe to the Candid Conversations podcast. Share the good word with somebody who needs to hear it. And if this episode, you know, lifted your spirit in any sort of way, Drop me on, drop me a comment or drop me a a tweet me or Instagram story me. You know, all those sorts of things. Anywho, see y'all next week.